Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. So let me put this camera back up and I will get us going. Everyone ready? Yep. I sound good? Yeah, you sound great. Good, good. Well, apart from the, the obvious that it should, but yeah. What was that? Nothing, I'm just taking a piss. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it really helps if you're going to make jo- jokes for the for the person to uh, uh, be able to hear it and, and understand it. But Nah, nah, it's all that I'm amused. That's all that that, you know really. what? I've actually had that thought before, and I was told I was wrong, but now that a <laughs> Scotsman said it, I think I, I believe Today's it. episode <laughs> of the Cantina is brought to you by Grow Generation. Whether you're at the Death Star or the Senate, they have everything you need to grow right where you are. We really need more, more of these. them later in we need the more episode. Camp. Welcome to a galaxy far, far away. Here at the Cantina Podcast, we provide top-shelf service, including rumors, leaks, news, and reviews. Come in, order a loma ale, and remember, no droids allowed. Look at that ventriloquism I was was doing there for just for a second. Yeah, no, man, we we should uh, sing characters, Emperor Papa Green and and the little green guy. And uh, uh, just so, some some new uh, a, a new uh, fun intro. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll f- figure something out. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the cantina. And I'll tell you what. Today is the the one time where you might actually see uh uh some rage, some some YouTube ra- rage from LRM's genreverse. Uh, unlike. Uh, usually how we are all very, very calm, coll- collective, and in no way angry at, at any studio for anything ever. <laughs> uh, but no, we have got a lot of Star Wars stuff to discuss today, and I am joined, as always, by my uh, co-pilot, Cam Clark. What's up, Cam? Hey, nothing much, nothing much. And the all guy, good. I guess you could kind of call him our gunner, or maybe the navigator. Gunner. Maybe? I'll, take, I'll take the gunner. I like the gunner. Like the gunner? Dude, I, I we should just call him Chewy. <laughs> Get out of here, Chewy! Shocky, what's up, bud? Not too much. Just um, been working on my Captain Rex cosplay costume. Got the legs pretty much built out, you know, nice. arms and stuff. That's been my summer project now. Um, so just been doing that and then uh, enjoying some, I don't know, have you guys ever tried screwball whiskey? It's peanut butter whiskey? No. Nope. You good. I'm not gonna lie. It tastes exactly like peanut butter. So if you're a fan of peanut butter, that's I I have had um uh a uh God, what is it called? Um Mexican drink, uh Mexican spirit. Um make it with tequila? agave. Tequila? Tequila. tequila. Thank you. Thank you. Um I had an almond flavored Ooh. tequila. Uh may I I believe it was localized in Sonora. I bought it in Algodones. Uh, which is right across the Arizona and uh-huh. California border. Uh, no, California border. Um, not too far from Arizona. Anyway, ways, dude, it was like drinking candy. 
Like, like first off, I went to a sports bar and a couple of what I, what I assume were Marines walked in and ordered freaking um not Jose Cuervo, the one that Americans think is good, the uh, um Patron. Patron. Right, yeah. right? They're, they're in Mexico ordering Patron. Look, you could order worse, but there's de- yeah. definitely better. And there's local things. And I discovered this almond uh, tequila. And oh my God, dude, it was worse than a soju experience if anyone's ever had one of those. So, <laughs> um, you could just drink, drink it all day. Peanut butter whiskey. Who yeah, I mean, it? so if, uh, it's called Screwball. Um, okay. It's a... Uh, it's a new company out and stuff, but it tastes exactly like peanut butter. It's smooth, doesn't have a real bad, bad aftertaste to it. Um, and if, if you could drink it straight, if you're a fan wow. of peanut butter, that's the way to go. Okay. Uh, have you ever been to a vodka bar? A vodka bar? Yeah. So it's yeah. where you go to a bar and they just have every flavor of vodka oh, imaginable. Yes, yes, and yes. most of them you can just drink straight as well. Yeah. But I have mm-hmm. tried things like chili flavored vodka and stuff like that. Oh, before. yeah. I, yeah. I bartended uh, a while back and horrible. that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get. Um, I get vodka and I get t- tequila. Whiskey is one of those things that I've not met a flavored whiskey that I that I like. Look, because you would you, most whiskey enthusiasts would say that you just ruined it by adding a flavor. To it right? Yeah. It's yeah. Got its well, I will. Itself. So it's unusual. Yeah. I will say the this the the and before we'll get to the star Star Wars that is the cantina and we're talking fucking we're talking drinks, drinks man yeah um the Tennessee That's honey for from from Jack Daniels yeah is amazing to cook cook with. Yeah, it's marinades out the ass, but it's way too too sweet for me to drink. It's like I drinking... usually use Jack Daniels to cook with as yeah. well for my bar, like when we barbecue or you know or smoke. Jack like Daniels is the way wood to go. With chips, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. buddy. I give them a oh, little yeah. extra soaking and and oh, some oh, German yeah. Jack. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the hashtag show. You guys remember remember them? It's been a while since we've even dis- discussed them, hasn't it? Yeah, some they they've covered some Marvel stuff that we we cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've had some some they, Marvel scripts. Yeah, recently and... they I think one of the most recent ones they did was they they said they think they know who the villain is, the Captain America four. And that yeah, would be Sin. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Which is interesting, and and we know them from their past that they've got a fairly uh, had at one point a decent. Uh, uh, track record. I mean, in, in the game, it's always hit or miss. It's just right. what is what is your your batting average. I mean, if you're hitting two two three, that's pretty pretty good, you know. And most people don't understand that that that's almost one out of four, you know, pitches you're hitting. That's that's pretty decent. Um, but you know, I don't know what their actual hit hit record is. But uh, Cam, uh, you got to write about something that uh, kind of was brought up by them. Um, and it deals with an inc- an inquisitor's show, okay, uh, yep. something that I uh, you know I know the inquisitors a bit from Rebels. I know them a bit from the games that they've appeared in. Our game, right? Only mm-hmm. Jedi only Fallen in Order. Fallen yeah, yeah. in Order. I couldn't remember if I saw one in Battlefront or not. Or not. Um, maybe as a hero. I don't know. I don't know. But um, regardless. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're what we're lo- looking at here, man? Go, go bring us through, through exactly so, what the rumor was and and what's the really rumor going was on. that um, that Dave Filoni was kind of set on that they were going to do a Star Wars Inquisitors show. Um, now, live action is what they said it was going to be on Disney Plus, um, and they, they even had said on it that. Um, 
Hayden Christensen would play Vader within the show as well. So, cut a long story short, um, I as soon as it said, uh, as soon as I saw it, I didn't have a, a reaction to it at that point. But I was just about to contact Mike and just you know for people to know Mike is our contact with our sources so you know you and I don't speak to them you know all goes through Mike to keep kind of yeah. anonymity and everything like that that's how we, we, we do these things so um, so I was just about to kind of contact Mike to get him to just check if they'd heard anything and Mike had already literally just sent a message <laughs> um, just as honestly that's I was just about to kind of type that in and I looked and it just popped up in front of me um, and you know, Mike, you, you can kind of fill us in on what your source had said about it. It's in the article. Obviously, mm-hmm. clearly we're debunking it here and we're saying that that's not the case. But, Mike, what yeah. exactly were you told? It's just basically that there there's no um, Inquisitor show in development or anything like that, um, that they're basically um, being used in Disney Plus series, that, mm-hmm. like, pretty sure we're gonna you know get one in kenobi mm. um you know we've seen it in you know in star wars rebels and there's a good chance we you know we'll get in jedi fallen order 2 we we'll probably see more there of the inquisitors but a, an exclusive inquisitor show it's it's not from my source could be wrong but is not in development okay um and so i mean i'll eat crow if i'm wrong you know like 100 <laughs> percent um, yeah on that not saying that the hashtag show is you know they're they're absolutely wrong or you know yeah. whatever but from our source not in development there um it, 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 the article itself it was kind of um there was a kind of couple things that made me second guess it um you know already without even talking to our source um you know the first thing they say is that you know dave filoni's making a push uh, a big push for them on on future projects Filoni's basically in creative control okay like if he wants a a new show and everything he's basically got the green light for that so for him to for that article there's also no time for it at the moment as well Mm -hmm. because everything else they've got on the plate so if they were going to do something like that it would be pretty far out and to me once we've dealt with those characters and like you said possibly Kenobi possibly Mm -hmm. the game's I don't think we need to go back again, and and, and it doesn't. It never. It never felt there. right to me. I didn't right. feel that there was was any need to, to kind of tell that story, if you like. Yeah, and it's that's told exactly so it. much in Rebels as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rebels itself yeah. uh, features and Jedi a lot of Inquisitors in, in the game. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, I, you know, we think that there's going to be Inquisitors in, in Kenobi as well. So you know, you need someone for Kenobi to fight. Let's, right. let's be I honest. Can... Um, I could only see one place for a new Inquisitor story, and I actually support this 100%, and that would be a Star Wars Visions segment. Maybe. An anime fight mm-hmm. done shonen, shonen style, you oh, know, Dragon yeah. Ball Z with lightsabers yeah. and Inquisitors, and that would be cool. But other right. than that... Yeah, something like a one-off, kind of, it's just like them on a hunt after someone. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. that can work, but I just don't, don't think you can carry a full show in that. But either mm-hmm. way, you know, I, I didn't really... You know, it wasn't that I thought this is this is completely wrong, because sometimes we do hear things that you think, mm, you know, but they, they come from good sources. With that hashtag show at the moment, I don't... I, we haven't had time to see how their hit rate does pan out for all the Marvel stuff. So mm-hmm. that's probably a little bit harsh about going saying that we 
you know, we wouldn't probably cover their stories again. But I think at the moment we probably wouldn't cover their Star Wars stories again because, you know, we have to trust our own source. And if our source is saying that that's a, a bogus story, I have to assume that they're getting the wrong information from the somewhere. Second, um, the, the, yeah. the second big thing about their story is the involvement of Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and saying that, you know, because the positive experience on the side of Obi-Wan that it's look return as Darth Vader. So 100% the, from our source who, you know, has direct ties to the Kenobi series, they've, you know, keep saying how well, how amazing it is to see Hayden Christensen back. And a big reason to have Hayden Christensen back was not necessarily for him to be in the Vader suit, but to kind of get those moments where you see Hayden Christensen, because let's think about Rogue One, all right? The movie Rogue One that included Vader and it did not have <coughs> Hayden Christensen in. We don't need yeah. Hayden Christensen to be I in mean, Darth Vader. All they needed right. for Hayden, Hayden Christensen for that was like, you know, just a day to come in, get put up and make a cup for that one scene. And, and it wasn't even that. Again. Yeah. And it would have been it would have been cool, but they yeah. didn't do it. And we just yeah. saw him from the back. And it wouldn't, you know, yeah, so. it wouldn't even matter. Like if he was in the Darth Vader suit, like that to me doesn't, oh my gosh. No, no, no. No, he's talking to the back to tank. Tank. No, oh, I mean, the back that the tank. I'm the sorry, back yeah. Tank, yeah, because, and you know, I think it would have been cool to yeah. see his face underneath, yeah. you know, and a lot of fans said that, but, you know, we didn't need it for that one tiny moment, no. and no. the rest of it is just not required yeah. at all. It's the same yeah. as saying that, you know, Pedro Pascal has to be there every day to uh, to film The Mandalorian. No, yeah. it doesn't, you know what I mean? It's, a lot of it is just voice work. Um yeah, the Hayden Christensen yeah. thing was a little off. Like when I read that article, it didn't make sense um, because what I've heard is basically, you know, the big reason why Hayden Christensen is coming back is because of working with Ewan McGregor and, mm-hmm. and Kenobi, not to do something else that basically. Yeah. Yeah. He, just be in the suit all the thing. Right, yeah. exactly. He's Anakin Skywalker. Hayden Christensen is Anakin Skywalker. I mean, he's not Darth Vader. Right. And and so to bring him back, you got to get that Anakin piece to it. So it doesn't make sense. Why have an Inquisitor show with Darth Vader? But you, and you're saying, oh, well, Hayden Christensen is going to be Darth Vader. So there's, it's not, I mean, like I said, it could be a possibility. For example, it could be an animated show. But the problem with that even is, is you know, unless it's in like in Star Wars Vision, is that remember that Disney, they're very... They they're very in control mm-hmm. of what they put out there, and you notice that Disney doesn't like to put a lot of shows or, or movies from the evil, you know, from the bad guy perspective. Right. They're not. That's not what they're in the business for. It's always from the good guy perspective. That's their their mo. Although the, saying that, that might be why we're all kind of a little bit excited about the accolade, though, because that's where we right. think that's going. You know, yeah. so yeah, in like Book of Boba Fett, you know, it's. it's you know the the you know Boba Fett is kind of like the the bad guy you could use you know and kind of go from there. So yeah, um, the so when I yeah when I saw that star or when I saw that story on hashtag show because I mean it popped up on my Twitter feed, you know I immediately went and you know asked you know our our source about it and it was a quick shutdown and. And, yeah. and the only other reason why I'm, I'm so confident is just because there's been other kind of rumors that they have, no one else has really gone with it, but they're it's, random rumors have been uh, popping up. And, you know, for me is, um, and I'll, I'll share it with you guys is that they're supposedly, and these are from unconfirmed sources, people that are just kind of contacting me out of the blue that uh, in a, an adult Omega will be in the Mandoverse mm. and it will mm. kind of, be the link to the cloning experiment. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I, I, I ran it by a couple other uh, Star Wars insiders, it's as Noah calls that them. Could legit <clears throat> happen down the road, and you wouldn't be upset about it. But it, it doesn't necessarily it, fit or the, happen. The or problem happen. is when you get contacted by sources, as if you can't get proof yeah. that they genuinely do the job they say they do and would have access to information. And I'll give right. you an example of something I heard t- today, which annoyed me. But anyway. Um, and, um, you know, that's our job to do that. So if a source contacts me and says, hey, I've got some really good Star Wars information for you, I, my first question is, okay, can you prove you would have access to this information? Can you show me anything? Oh, no, I can't. Then uh, that's it. It's just dismissed from my right. point of view because they could just be telling me any old lies. That's, yeah. as, that's as bad as taking something from 4chan. And I think, you know, a lot of the sites out there, I'm not going to mention, well, I will mention, we got this covered, for example, who just, which looks to us as if they run fake shit all the time. My guess is probably what they do is the people contact them anonymously and they, they think they're a source and they, they run that stuff, um, which I don't get because, you know, after a source proves not, you know, to get something wrong, you should stop using them from that point. But, right. uh, you know, that that's just the way I look at it. Um, yeah. And, you know, so therefore, you, you might have heard those rumours, but we we couldn't come out and say, hey, this is something yeah. we think is going to happen because we don't know. At this point, it's just speculation. Could an adult Omega show up later on? Yeah, I suppose sure. it's possible. But at this point, you you really are in fan speculation, right. you know, a, a territory. I mean, unless they can say to you, well, look, here's my ID, you know, and it shows you where to work. And you go, okay, I mean, we'll keep that information private. That won't go anywhere. But you've proved to us where you want, you can have access to that information. You know, that's the, the point where I would I would run with something. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you the example I was oh, talking about, about this, right? And this is, this, we got this covered. But I, I saw this coming up on um, a, a feed. So not that I'm checking that website. And it was something to do with Lord of the Rings. And they'd said, there's a, although oh, there's yeah. an animated show coming from um, sort of New Line, right? Mm-hmm. there's also an animated show coming from Amazon as well and what they'd said on it now this came from the same source that actually confirmed to us that Hayden Christensen was coming back for Obi-Wan um, a year ago and like, you look at the dates and it's A it's after we actually broke that story and two why would someone right who is a Lucasfilm insider also have insider information for Amazon's um, Lord of the Rings. That doesn't make sense. People don't, you know, work for, you know, all these different companies. You know, Not you're like talking that. about jumping from a live action mm-hmm. to Lucasfilm to an animated Amazon. It doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, you normally wouldn't find that. So, you know, like when we say we, we have sources inside Lucasfilm, that's because we know and we've had proof that these people do have access to that information inside Lucasfilm. They don't know shit about Marvel studios or really what else is going on at disney because they've, they've got a job that they do and that's the, the information that we get access to don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i'd love for us to have a marvel source but right now we, we don't really have one i think we've had, we've had one thing recently um that we got from someone who we do trust it and that's it so you know you can only run with the people that you're confident enough because if your hit rate crashes then you're, you're basically we got this covered from that point on yep. so your name is that's mine. all i would say to 
you know, if we prove wrong in this, we'll hold up our hands. But I, I just, I just don't see this one happen no. at all. I don't. Nope. No. It's all, it's all good. Good though. I mean, like, like, like we said, said, you know, it sucks that getting something wrong could, can, you know, completely derail a, 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 an outlet depending on what it is they got uh, wrong or how. Which is silly as well. It is, hell, you it know. is silly. Like, um, people do get things wrong because things, information well, does change. And that's the thing, is things ch change. Look at how yeah. many Marvel projects that Feige himself announced that were later cancelled or changed dramatically. Well, I mean even you look know? at our own example. I mean, <laughs> we we were the first to announce that Gina Carano was getting a show. Then they announced Strangers. It's got no connection to it at all. Then we hear she's sacked. And, you know, everybody puts that together and thinks that, you know, we know now that's the show that she was supposed to be starring in. Right. But if we hadn't, if, if, if it was just she'd get sacked, you know, and yeah. we, we didn't get that additional information, it would have just looked like we, we'd got that one wrong. But that's just because, as you said, Kim, Stuff things, changes, things change, you know. You know what? 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 Are you guys gonna can? Uh, can Feige? You know, make make sure he loses his his ability to to uh, announce shows because <laughs> Inhumans movie didn't happen. Oh man! Yeah, yeah there's, there's there's quite a few things Marvel have officially announced moves away from. Yeah, it does happen. So we're we're all in basic agreement. Like like Inquisitors, they're cool. Like they they've had their their time in the in the light we might enjoy seeing something in kenobi but uh again we're we're kind of ready to go somewhere else now right like yeah i mean yeah. if you put it this way if you're going to bring darth vader back you don't call it star wars inquisitors you call mm -hmm. it darth vader and you focus on darth vader and the inquisitors and that's just be ancillary characters that do his bidding for him you know because that's the attraction is and darth they've been vader. used in the comics quite a bit correct so mm -hmm. yeah. there there's really no point and then again <clears throat> people like yes disney's compartmentalizing a lot of things which isn't unheard of and is very very smart business um but that still hasn't put Filoni a thousand percent in charge of all the the Disney Plus stuff. His name is still not on everything coming from Star Wars on, on Disney Plus. He's still not uh he's looked at um stuff with Obi Wan. We know that. And we Yeah, know, but he's not particularly involved in Andor, And he's not particularly involved in that or the Ac Acolyte. And mm, it, mm -hmm. it you know, like I said, that we we can be outraged in like our ne next segment i'm gonna probably be really out outraged but uh some of this stuff all goes back to what um we talked about a few weeks ago where some outlets are <coughs> are literally just selling uh uh people's I, I hate to use the phrase but certain people's dreams and and they're, they're selling it for 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 clicks and and to, to me not accusing hashtag of doing that that in this case i'm just saying that it that that particular thing does happen so when you get a a source that might be legit but it might be water cooler talk that they heard and that gets spun out as not water cooler talk but instead legit like you know hey uh producers are talking or i saw uh um the uh budget sheet and this was on the you know it's that's different. Water cooler. We have water cooler talk in our Slack all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I, I, I can see how some places, I'm always trying to give some people the benefit of the, of the doubt that someone legit told them something, but like Cam said, who told you and can you trust who to told you? And a lot of times, I don't know if people look that far. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, like. I, like I said, we've we've gotten our, our things wrong before and stuff, and I, so I don't I'm not attacking Hashtag Silver or anything yep. because, like you said, they've had a long running history. It's just you know, running the report, you know, running the story against our sources doesn't it, it doesn't match up. So yeah. that's just our yeah, our that's And like I said, if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow yeah, on it. I'll apologize. I'll I'll do we'll a formal. Here. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, so. we'll even do a sh shout yeah. out and 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 one hundred percent all that. I mean, yeah. fuck, it's not like no, like there's there's yeah. like no, Cam but... said, there's some outlets on YouTube and there's some mm -hmm. outlets online that it's just clickbait story after clickbait yeah. story with no there's in my eyes they have no sources. They're just making stuff up, and you know they they make a business out of it, which is fine. Um, you know that's their mo, but. You know, I think this is different, uh, you know, 100% different because, you know, the, you know, this outlet, you know, hashtag show, you know, they have running, you know, running number of stories, you know, and a lot of the Marvel stuff, you know, they, they've been hitting on, you know, pretty recently. So this is their first Star Wars one. So that's why it was kind of different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll uh, see. You know, Time will tell. Time time has this great thing of either making us all look brilliant, like it does usually for me, or making us all look like fools, like it usually does for Cam. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's take a real quick word from our sponsors over at Grow Gen Generation. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. Grow Generation offers the best deals and discounts on the best grow products on the market. Grow Generation serves customers across the nation and carries a wide inventory of renowned cultivation brands. Go to www.growgeneration.com where the pros go to grow. Yeah, that's actually a little snippet from uh, uh, Manny and I's uh, Th Throwdown Thursdays uh, fight fight song, which we actually actually had on on Wednesday talking about um, Batman not being able to get his licks in on a cartoon. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Batman, he's a good fighter. You know, he knows how to get licks in. You know, he's he's good good at it, and he's good with his. His hands and his his you know target acquisition skills are really good, and he's got perfect blind blinders on with that mask, so you know when he's when he's looking to get a good lick in that that he could. <laughs> that has been one of the funnest stories uh, uh, we've we've had the pleasure of covering over on the Daily Cog, the cup of genre which you guys can find on LRM's Genreverse podcast network, uh, wherever you get podcasts, and also on, on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe and follow. All right. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I I love the EU. I do. Everyone knows that. Uh, it's yeah. It's been, you know, something I've been singing about, you know, hey, why doesn't, why does Disney not you know, sell more EU U books. Why don't they uh, let the uh, that last trilogy that was writ written and almost completed, sort sort of the Jedi, release that, and then all of a sudden, back in April, we're getting some e EU books re-released. What's what's ridiculous is Del Rey and whoever was tweeting on a April second didn't know what the fuck a trade paperback meant. That was embarrassing. Like, 
<laughs> whatever. But uh, we got this announcement, and and we see uh, heir to the empire, path to, to of destruction, and Shatterpoint. Um, they're in a b bigger format and new artwork. Okay, mm -hmm. this really really ch cheap. You've already got Sam Sam Jackson's likeness rights. Fuck, that's probably from some photo shoot, and then uh, Jeff Manning. I'm sure he's a fine artist, but probably just photoshopped some uh, uh, publicity photo. I mean, that's what I would do to save time and effort and, mo and money. But the point is, is that uh, the old art artists aren't going to get money, and depending on contracts, we don't know which artists uh, are not art artists, but writers are going to get. How how much money out of the these reprints? Okay, mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of of uh, uh, di uh, discussion about the guy that that wrote um, uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye and the Star Wars novelization. I think it, it was, mm -hmm. and um, and some other authors. And there's been a, a union type thing. Look, yeah. there, there, there's been a lot a lot going on. And and here's right. here's the deal with it. It's not that uncommon. And publishing, especially when companies own a whole bunch of titles, for them to all of a sudden decide to to reprint things, and depending on contracts, sometimes it works out for authors, and sometimes it doesn't. Well, that brings us to Rogue Squadron. Um, we're getting a second wave of EU books. Uh, it was quietly, quietly put on Amazon itself, actually. Um, a Reddit leaker uh, did, uh, and you guys can see I've got the ar article up here. I'm not going to bring up Reddit's site themselves, but I will bring up Amazon's site. And uh, they do indeed have it, uh, Rogue Squadron and the other bo books, um, which are, um, what were were they all? Uh, Last Command and, and Rule of Two. Um, they're coming out September 7th in trade paperback back with uh, Rogue Squadron. So... Here's the problem, guys. I immediately reached out to, to Mike Stackpole, someone that I I uh, uh, really love as a as a writer. Uh, his BattleTech stuff, his Star Wars stuff, his own uh, uh, IPs, um, all am amazing. And he's a really cool guy. And you can hear this this fun uh, interview. God, it was almost two hours between two two segments. And I asked him about it. And then this is what he said. All I asked was, hey, man, uh, I saw this on online. I wanted to verify whether or not it's real and get your comment. And he responded, as it stands, no one has said anything to me from Del Rey. And while that might seem like a bad thing, it's not really a surprise. Authors are often the last to hear about uh, a reprint of a title. It's kind of the way the business works. What will, and that was his emphasis, be interesting is to see when, if, I, Jedi, another book that he wrote involving the character Karan Horn from Rogue Squadron, excuse excuse me, makes it into the rotation as it always does well in polls about favorite books. Then again, I don't know what their criteria are for picking titles. I just realized I need an SIC right there. Um... And then uh, at the very uh, end of his, his comment, he also said, all that said, it's certainly an honor to have one of my books included, especially after 25 years of pu publication. All right, so he here's, here's what I got from, from all of that. One, 
it's brilliant business sense from Disney, depending on these contracts, to to reprint these books. They've seen that their own new novels don't do as well. Uh, they just now reached um, uh, in 20 – let's see. Hollywood Reporter has the numbers. Uh, they just now recently got back to the 2005 numbers of EU books sold, which was 2 million. Okay, they had started to have a, a drop down from 2005 to about 2012, and then it actually started co- coming back up with the uh, uh, fit, was it the Fate of the Jedi or Legacy of the Force books? Is one of those last two two series leading into the Sword of the Jedi? You actually started seeing the numbers c- climb up again, and then uh, it's not until uh, um, now that you get back to where you were, kind of at the the height of the of the EU. What really upsets me about about all of this is this is the second time I've had to tell Michael A. A. Stackpole that I could think of, hey dude, <laughs> Disney's using Rogue Squadron. Did you know? And and like thinking I'm going to get this re- reaction of yeah, I couldn't wait to tell someone. It's re-. he didn't know about Rogue Squadron movie, and he didn't know this book was getting reprinted. And while it might be common when you've got an IP like Star Wars, a movie coming out with it, a book series that that's that be- beloved, it's not like just some random. It's not like some random book from that they just plucked from the middle of the 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 thing. This is one of those EU books that even Cam's read, you know? Yeah, and enjoyed as well. You know, I, I like the Rogue Squadron books. I cannot help but be fucking theory. Look, Mike Stackpole, consummate professional. I think he can see that money's a deal. The line about I Jedi, that book would fucking sell like crazy. And and he would be able to start fucking doing autograph things again and, and a whole new slew of money for him. So I hope to God they, that he can do that with Rogue Squadron and get I Jedi. But it is money, and it pisses me off because fans have been saying shit like this about the money issue with the EU books for for years. But more than anything, man, I feel like an asshole for for going to someone, uh, I don't want to say a a hero, but an idol, you you know, and basically being like, hey, dude, people are fucking around with shit that you created and they're not telling you you and it's not even like it's a be- necessarily a bad thing why the fuck is it so so hard to pick up the phone and say hey writer that great story you you did years ago we're reprinting it congratulations um we hope that you're able to get some some uh autograph spots at, at books a million or whatever i don't know what bookstores are available these days any, anymore what is so fucking hard about that, especially for something like Star Wars and something like Rogue – look, Rogue Squadron video games, Rogue Squadron books, Rogue Squadron co- comic books, Rogue One movie, Rogue Squadron movie. This is not new. This is not ju- just a, a, a Jedi, a, a lightsaber color. This isn't the word Sith. This is ro- Rogue fucking Squadron, and we literally – we broke the news to the fucking guy that wrote it. So I'm I'm happy that the book is going to come out. I hope Mike gets some money out of it. And congratulations, Mike, that, that it's going to get 
uh, uh, recognized again and hopefully introduced to a, to a new group. But God damn it, fucking Disney. You guys got that movie. We know why you guys are releasing it. Start being better. You're doing making great business sense. Like the capitalist pig in me loves it. But fuck, I'm a human too, and shit. Don't be shitty humans. Whoever whoever missed the boat on that one, it sucks. So yeah, that's that's my rant, guys. What do you what do you think about Wave Two's books choices? Uh, we're gonna get uh, the, our Thrawn trilogy. It seems the mm -hmm. original Thrawn trilogy out of out of the Legends collection. Uh, a Darth Bane book, Acolyte, mm -hmm. yada, yada yada. And then uh, Rogue Squadron. Mike, wh what do you think first, bud? I mean, it's a good choice. Like, you, you know, you're, you've got the Rogue Squadron movie coming out soon. So re-releasing Rogue Squadron will get some of yep. the uh, fans who aren't really into the EU or, or younger fans who didn't experience the EU during the 90s when there wasn't really anything else, um, Star Wars around, to, to kind of get back into that. The Thrawn, you know, Timothy Zahn is... is is amazing when he created Thrawn mm -hmm. and he's still doing it with what is it the Ascend ascendancy trilogy yeah it's a prequel trilogy yeah. taking mm -hmm. place in the chess ascendancy yeah right yeah and so that gives some of the younger audience as well or people who haven't read his the original uh, you know trilogy uh Thrawn trilogy get you know reacclimated with that I think that's always a big um to your point it's it's interesting because I've heard you know not just Stackpole but some other writers have gripes about how Disney's been handling the contracts that they had with Lucasfilm prior to Disney buying them out and the royalties that they were owed um, and how Disney is, has cut off some of the writers, you know, not necessarily, I, I don't think out of spite, but just saying we don't need you. So, but it's interesting mm -hmm. in Stackpole situation because, you know, with creating Rogue Squadron in the movie, and how important the Rogue Squadron books are into the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. um, why you wouldn't incorporate them? Which who knows? Maybe he gets a phone call later on as there as production really starts to ramp up for the movie. Then go through there wow. because I do know with Timothy Zahn when Star Wars Rebels brought Grand Admiral Thrawn in, Zahn was you know like of course Filoni knows everything about Star Wars, but they still kind of threw some things to so that Z uh, Timothy. Zahn would have like some, um, you know, some input. I, yeah. I don't know necessarily input, but just some kind of guidance on what, you know, he was he, thinking. And so he created the, the guy, you know, right. Um, he created. Yeah. So he know um, he he can get in his brain better, better than anyone. Right. So if you want to and ask so, Ron a question, you have to ask Zahn. <laughs> right. And so this is during the Disney era. So it's interesting to see how Disney's playing their hand with some writers versus other writers. And, I know that they're, you know, Stackpole, you know, you've, you have a, a good relationship with him and he seems like he's, you know, positive always about everything mm -hmm. Star Wars and has, doesn't have a gripe, but there are some writers out there that are really upset because they had a contract with Lucasfilm about getting royalties and supposedly the, when Disney bought, you know, Lucasfilm, those royalties ended. And yeah. that they, you know, basically stopped paying out the royalties and some have, have gone to court over it and, and, you know, basically arguing their contract is for life. And, and I, you know, it's, it's sad, but you know, it's, but, it's interesting how they're, they're playing each individual author yeah. differently. And but before Cam gives his take, I'll just say that, um, uh, that, um, 
when it when it comes to I I remember that brief moment that they switched publishers at the yeah. very beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that was a way of trying a loophole to shake probably some of the contracts. Yeah, uh, like I said, the capitalist pygmy loves it. It's brilliant. If it's legal, go for it. It's Make your way. money. Yeah, but. Fuck, man. That, like that's kind of what people, you know. <laughs> you know the the report we covered. You know when we kind of first started talking about all this. You know we Dean Alden Foster and everything like that. That's that's kind of what you know they were saying that basically they had these people had a contract with the previous publisher, and then it's like Disney get the rights to everything, and it's like they don't seem to feel the need that they have to pay anything to the authors anymore after that because, you know, their contracts were with the previous um, publishing house and, you know, that's what they're fighting against. And mm -hmm. I, that is a bit, you know, that's a bit dodgy. That's a bit dodgy. I, you know, there's just no need for them to penny pinch like that, I don't think. But it's whether, I think what, but the problem is, is they're protecting themselves going forward so that when they want to steal little ideas that they like for people's books, that these people can't sort of come back and say, well, you can't take that because that was my idea. Because yeah. we've seen a little bit of that happen. Even George Lucas did that, you know, um, when he made the prequels, he did take some ideas that other people had come up with mm -hmm. um, already. You know, Coruscant, for yeah. example. Um, um, so, you know... Uh, that that's my guess on it. We don't know the, the truth by it, but that that's my guess on on what's yeah. going on. But I don't know. I don't know when we'll get to a, a kind of resolution on all that. But it it does suck. Yeah. What I'd say is is people, uh, if you can go out and pick up the old Del Rey uh, copy of Rogue Squadron. As far as I know, those royalties should still be mostly going the way that they they were. Um, and if you ever get a chance to to pur purchase something outside of Star Wars from Mike Stackpole, if you liked Rogue Squadron, check out the BattleTech series. Um, BattleTech's a very very cool cool world to to visit, and uh, there's a lot of different jumping on points. There's a thousand uh, YouTube videos uh, and and websites that'll give you reading orders and stuff like that. But I can tell you that you could pick up. Um, uh, Stackpole's first trilogy of Battletech books and just read those right out of the box and be fine. Like, it's pretty cool. And then he's he's got a lot of uh, uh, unique uh, individual properties as well. G give them all a check out. Just Google his, his uh, bibliography, pick something, and, and read it. And then when it comes to writers just in, in general, you guys, uh, any chance you get, to to uh when when it doesn't hurt you financially of course or to buy a gift buy that special edition because those are usually little things that that they've worked in with their their publishers or their their contractors or or what their co contracts and they get a little bit more money out of certain things like that uh so you know when you can support your 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 writers because in, in today's uh, uh, gl global uh, commerce and economy, you never know when contracts and stuff are going to be bought up right. and, a, and an income stream is gone. So, yeah. Feige, Marvel, Star Wars, they all collide in our next segment where we're going to talk about Feige's Star Wars movie. <laughs> when is this coming? I, is it ever going to actually come? I don't know. Um, so, Cam, again... As our primary writer, got to write about this. Uh, 
the writer for the show, Michael Waldron, mm-hmm. uh, said it's very early days on in regards to the Star Wars yeah. movie. That's probably the thing I can say least about, unfortunately. The thing Kevin Feige shares in common with Dan Har- Harmon and Sam Raimi is an absolute collaborative spirit and a remarkable lack of ego. G- given uh, wh- what he's accomplished, Kevin is a great listener. He wants to hear your ideas, take in how you might do something, and help you make it better. Beyond all that, he's just a cool guy. I think the success of the MCU is all the ama- amazing science fiction and concepts and all that stuff. Ult- ultimately, the success is built upon the characters, their humanity, their very relatable conflicts, friendships, and family uh, that is in the MCU. And I think Star Wars, at its best, is a story about family. Han, Luke, and Leia were a family. You love seeing them together. and you-, you hated it when they were split apart. It's great characters. That's nothing new. I'm not going to blow anybody's mind with that headline, but but that's my biggest takeaway. Cam, you wrote the story to give us your take on on his quote, quote man. Um, I mean, th- there really isn't much to say other than that it was kind of cool to get you know something about Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie out there. You know, we know he's writing it, um, and that's just cool to know. Um, he talks about sort of characters and how characters are important and, and you know, the family, not necessarily a strict, as, in, as we'd call it a family, but mm-hmm. that, you know, a family Blood. of characters, if you like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I guess that's kind of what we all want anyway, isn't it? I mean, that was one of the big issues I had with the sequel trilogy was I didn't care enough about too many of the lead characters by the end. I didn't feel like they were this group that I cared about. They kept um, and if you can oddly. get that, yeah, if you can get that somehow back, then, you know, that's a good Star Wars film. And, um, you know, because any film, you know, you want to, to really enjoy the characters, whether it's set in the Old West or it's set in, you know, the Star Wars universe, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the idea should always be story first, a good story with good characters of good good arcs in it so you you just hope that that that's what kevin feige sees as well and that's why he's picked michael waldron because he sees what he's working on and thinks yeah you 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 understand that also yeah hopefully i'm enjoying what i see of loki so far um which he was head writer on so very cool mike uh what do you think i before that do do you think that was a dig at the at the sequel trilogy where he said people were uh and you hated it when they were split apart that quote because they were split in empire at the end of empire but right. i can't help but i don't know what what do you think i don't know i don't yeah i think he did it with with the marvel universe when he split you know between captain america and iron man mm-hmm. and stuff so it, it was after civil war so i mean i don't know if it's a dig dig or on it and stuff but no uh, let's let's face it um feige's a great storyteller so he, he he's nailed you know the marvel cinematic universe as best as anyone could so uh i'm excited what he's gonna do with one movie because that's the key right mm-hmm. he's had this you know this ultimate playground with marvel films and being able to tell a story over 10 years and, and you know and continue on that story what is he going to do with one Star Wars film? And that's basically, you know, it. And that's where it's good. That's where to me, like, that's where I'm really intrigued by. And so, it, you know, 
putting you know good riders, good people around him has always been. He's always been great at that. He's he's really he's been really amazing at picking the right directors, right writers, producers, whatever you know, cast for his uh you know his movies. And so, is this going to be like a you know it almost in my mind is like Christopher Nolan movies. Like it almost feels like Nolan does all these movies. And they somehow, I like in my mind, they connect, but they're really just one-offs, you know. Like there's there's no uh, sequel to them, and so like that's where I think Feige's going with this is that just basically you're gonna see this movie and you're gonna be so intrigued by it, you're gonna see it multiple times, and it's gonna be these theories and all these different things coming out from it. So like to me, that's where that's what intrigues me about this mm-hmm. is that I've seen what he can do in the cinematic world, you know, having multiple movies. Now I want to see what you can do with one film, which I mean, I have all the confidence in the world, Yeah. but putting all that in, you know, in one tight little film, you know, roughly give or take two hours, that's going to be the true, true amazement and see how well Feige does with this, you know, this movie. He, I can, I can say, and I think you guys would agree that, that Iron Man all by itself did a great job, like Star Wars, the original, of saying, mm-hmm. hey, this can stand on its own, but yeah, not just yeah. this end credit scene, but some of the other stuff, you know, Rhodey, uh, next time, baby. Little things mm-hmm. like that said, if we do well, we can continue and give you guys some some more. And my zipper stuck, and I'm don't, no. tired of getting my I think, like, Black Panther <laughs> is another example like that. There Black Panther by, himself, by mm-hmm. itself is a great movie. You don't need to... to know that it's part of the marvel cinematic yeah. universe there's a bunch of them that are individually amazing thor ragnarok by itself mm-hmm. you know but amazing. i i do wonder because of how great he is and that thing about characters re- relationships um i'm wondering if feige's film even though it comes after taika's as far as we know right um i'm wondering if his or maybe taika's even will be an anchor point of a new era or area. I think that's what Acolyte is going for. I think Acolyte's going to be the anchor. But we're, I mean, that's set in between prequel and, and what you call it, High Republic, like towards right. the tail end of High Republic. But we don't, ha- yeah, but we don't, ha- we have the High yeah, Republic comic book yeah. story. Yeah, we don't really have any We don't, yeah, we don't have a lot of film media or like, right. you know, in, in film or television. I yeah. think Acolyte's going to be that. So do I you think, think these movies might be set past or or future? That, I don't know. Okay. I'll, I know, I think, I think it's been confirmed i'm not sure but ryan johnson's trilogy is after the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy it's far off in the distant future um i've always said pick one direction and go 1000 years mm-hmm. so that way yoda's not alive right and we're far enough removed from from luke that he could be a legend we might see a great great grand nephew niece whatever the fuck but a thousand years either way gives you enough space that you don't even have to be concerned with anything from the OT mm-hmm. except for one thing. And the, it's the one thing I hated about Disney's sequel trilogy. And that was the lack of fucking aliens that we had mm-hmm. seen before and fucking major planet systems that you still haven't fucking visited in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I'm. I might be talking out of my ass here, but I thought for for a 
one of Ryan Johnson's interviews or either early on when he was confirmed to do, you know, when they, after, right after last Jedi, or, you know, that the, you know, said it was doing a mm-hmm. sequel trilogy that he was going way out in yeah. the future. I think was, I remember hearing that too. Yeah. So. But I think Acolyte is the anchor to go backwards. I think that's the one that we're going to see it, almost in reverse. So we have end game, you know, that mm-hmm. we worked all the way to end game you could theoretically go acolyte and work backwards from there. And I, and I think the high Republic books and, you know, comic books kind of give the younger audience and some of the, you know, newer Star Wars fans kind of like, Oh, like how we have with the EU with, you know, rogue squadron and stuff like, Oh, we know all these characters that's there except for the damn rock. We don't need the rock in any of those movies. (laughs) But I could see the acolyte kind of going in that direction and working maybe backwards, which would be really interesting. I, I could see that happening. I'm curious about the, the Acolyte, and like we said, we can we can garner our gleam or whatever synonym for t- take from some of the information in these EU wave waves that have been announced and, and released. We know that uh, Thrawn's name was dropped in Mando's Season 2, and that mm-hmm. we expect his character to be important for Ahsoka's story. And the alleged, uh, we say alleged because plans can always change, even when they're, they're announced by Disney themselves. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy said, you know, there's going to be a big culmination event with, with what people call the Mandoverse. Um, and we know that, uh, we know that, um, uh, shit, I lost my goddamn train, train of thought. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it happens sometimes. Anyways, the the thing the thing is is that that uh oh there there it is the Darth Bane stuff being talked mm-hmm. about the the Darth Bane stuff b- books being being released and then you look at Rogue Squadron movie and we look at uh Luke's hand and the lightsaber connections in, in the comics and the cloning stuff cloned Emperor for the for the sequel trilogy and it's not that hard t- to really see where um a Plagueis and Bane story can come out of the the high republic into the acolyte and leading up to palpatine and and whatnot is that kind of what you think that will be that anchor starting point but then we go further back and rewrite their history maybe including that coder game and and stuff that i mean you know if you include knights of the little republic in in any type of film television show that there's going to be a a cult following of fans <laughs> so maybe that's how they they make sure the acolytes a, a success is is use it as an anchor point what what do you think cam what would you like to see it as a, a one-off thing or see it as an anchor point to go and explore the past high republic i don't know, I don't know because we've never really had uh just on its own star wars movie before so it's hard to say um what that would look like, you know, I mean, you could argue Rogue One and Solo, but they were so connected. To, I mean, Rogue One's yeah. basically like a prequel to A New Hope, and and Han's connected to, you know, everything that happens in the old trilogy as well. So, you know, so it would be, yeah, interesting to see something just completely standalone. But what will always happen is if that is something in a little era on its own or whether it's connected and it's people like it and it's successful, fans will want to see more of it as well yes. so so even if it starts off as let's just make one good film it could evolve into something else afterwards couldn't it potentially 
So we'll just have to wait and see on that. Definitely, definitely. Well, guys, it's been a great week. Week, um, interesting uh, stuff. Uh, like we said over at the hashtag show, hey, if if they even get some half right and it shows up like as an anime segment in Visions or something, which I think would be cool. I like the idea of and uh, Star Wars and anth- like Animatrix. I want, I want a Star Wars an- Animatrix. I really, really do that. The like Tales of the Bounty Hunter and t- Tales from Jabba's Palace. That type of thing is something I've thought Disney Plus. Is just made made for like where is our star Star Wars anthology series? So um, I would love to see the hashtag show maybe get something half right with with that. That would be kind kind of cool. That being being said, guys, uh, yeah, we're done. Check out our social media; it's on the bottom, and we're gonna say it again before uh, before we all leave. But also check out LRM online. Uh, com every day for all of your entertainment new- news, needs, and opinions. Go to the YouTube channel if you're not on there, there already and hit that red subscribe button and hit the bell so you know when the A-list celebrity interviews, like, fuck, who do we, we had Luke Will- Wilson, we had uh, uh, was it Martin Sheen or yeah, M- Martin Martin Sheen, we've had uh, um, uh, oh God, J- Jim Gaffigan and uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I can say his name, uh, I, I know Manny spoke to him, and he's doing a special voice. Anyways, it's a pretty pretty big name uh, from a time travel movie you guys might know. So, anyways, uh, look look out look out for that. Reasons to subscribe to to the YouTube channel and for all these great podcasts like Anime Versal Reviews, uh, which is doing its midnight run on Saturday, getting a little spicy. Uh, not the H word, not yet, <laughs> but uh, check that that out. Uh, the Daily Cog, the Cup of Genre, every Monday through Friday. Uh, Breaking Geek Radio on Fridays, uh, and of course, uh, Marvel M- Multiverse Mondays, not for very much lo- longer. <laughs> Loki Thursdays, which came out yesterday and w- was a lot of fun with episode two, me me and Nick talking about that. Uh, Shocky, what, what do you got going on with our beloved website, man? Uh, you know, trying to, you know, just establish the John Reverse podcast network. You know, we're, we're kind of doing a little couple tweaks to the site so that you guys can get access to the, the shows a lot faster. And then besides that, just, you know, trying to keep up with all the news that's going on around the, you know, the star Wars, you know, universe here. So um, just, you know, keep following us at, at LRM underscore exclusive on Twitter. And hopefully we got some more information coming out soon. There you go. Cam, any, anything else you want to say and where people can fi- find you out online? Yeah, you can find me at LRM um, underscore um, Cam um, online on Twitter. Um, you can get in touch with me by email. Um, catch me, obviously, writing stories uh, during the week on the site as well. So, yeah, hit me up. There you go. And I'm at that at that Kyle Malone on Twitter, at the one Kyle Malone on Instagram. I'll see you guys uh, uh, on the Midnight Run, Animaversal Reviews. Yeah, come get spicy with me, me and Christine. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, things like uh, Domestic Girlfriend, Rental Girlfriend, Eromange Sensei, Chobits. Yeah, it'll be fun. Lots of lace. It's cool. Cool. Come join us. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.